Hi, Carla. That's what we call you, listener. Today at Just Because I Love You Day, we talk about how to identify toxic people and give you some tips on how to handle them, but more importantly, how to handle yourself. Here we go. I'm the only one, Carla, just so you know, I'm the only one who can hear the music at the beginning. And so I'm always the first one who says, okay, guys, because (laughs) I have to, somebody has to rein in this circus. Um, We're having a great topic of discussion. So thanks for ruining it. But it has nothing to do with what we're discussing today. Right. We should talk about it one day. Yeah, we should. I'm surprised we haven't. So yeah, I always have to be the one that like brings us all together. Somebody's got to be the mature one. The responsible one. <laughs> she means boring. She's not even the eldest. Uh, yeah. the, oh, uh, really? I'm older. Mm-hmm. I was trying to think of another word She's for responsible. In terms of ringleader is probably the best. Somebody has to be the ringleader. We should play the Britney Spears song at the beginning, the ringleader song. That's no, go ahead. Sing it. Yeah, I, think I, don't, I, sing circus. I can't think of it. <laughs> All eyes on me. Oh, yeah. No, that's in circus. The center of the ring. <laughs> is uh, that what you mean? Yeah. Oh, okay. Just good. like a circus. We're tracking. There's Marla's song. So, in case you're wondering, as I'm sure everyone has been, why, why is Amanda always the first one to say, okay, guys, it's because everybody else is chatting away and I'm listening to the music. And you're the only one with headphones. Nobody else hears it. I've, I have the headphones. Uh, so, anyway, what's... I, yeah, what's, I was going to say, I can read the tweet, the tweet in question. Not yeah, it is a question because yeah. I have literally no idea what we're talking about today. <laughs> I might be the ringleader, but I don't know what's going on. It's a blind react today, but we know the topic. That's true. Okay. All right. And actually, I'll read it and then I'll say, okay, so it's... <laughs> I just go heard for it. I'm going to go make my daughter. People don't just end relationships with people who are toxic. Sometimes we end relationships with people who are actually very good to us because they bring up feelings we can't handle, force us to look at our behavior, ask us to meet certain expectations, and see the good in us. Wait. And I thought, how insightful. Wait, wait, what? Did I You're agree with to... what that just said? Yes, you did. I and was so did I. I was all raring to go for a fight. Okay, I, was, read it. I was ready to be triggered. Can I'll you read, read it again. one more yeah. time? Yes. People don't just end relationships with people who are quote unquote toxic. Sometimes we end relationships with people who are actually very good to us because they bring up feelings we can't handle because, oh, that force us to look at our behavior, ask us to meet certain expectations, see the good in us. Mm. And I thought, wow, who is this person who (laughs) speaks truth? Uh, But I thought it would be cool to talk about you know, toxic people versus, I don't know, truth tellers or, you know, what would you call, what would you call the confusion? So some, some people are maybe called toxic who are really just telling the truth, speaking the truth, saying something you don't agree saying with, something you don't like or don't holding agree with. you to a higher standard, mm. making you feel some type of way. Mm. They're shaming me. They're manipulating me. Maybe they're not. Maybe they're just pointing something out. Here's the... So years ago, not like many, many, many years ago, but a couple of years ago now, somebody posted something on social media and coined a term that could have just as easily been toxic people, but the term used was um, trash people. 
And this person went on a rant and was like, oh man, some people are just trash people and you just need to stop trying to rehabilitate them and cut them out of your life. Mm-hmm. And I said to that person at the time, I don't think that she responded back, but my, my point to that person was, um, biblically, like as Christians, where do we get off telling people or telling ourselves that some people are just trashy? Like there's, there's a whole category for humans that makes them even worse than the rest of us. Cause the Bible does talk about us being sinful from birth and all of humanity is like depraved and in need of a savior. But this like special category for extra toxicity or, or the very lost trash and the very, very lost. <laughs> that's the part that I was like, okay, um, too lost. Where do we get Are this? there categories of sinners? Is that what I, you're asking? Are there different levels of sinners? Yeah. I think this has been around for a long, long time. And I do actually want to ask a question about this tweet in a second. Okay. Um, but this has been around at least since I was a kid and I'm in longer than that, but it was the idea of you can still be this quote unquote good person without God. And so mm. if you can be a good person without God, you can also be an extra bad person. Like there's, they do have this distinction, like Megan said, of different levels of sin. Um, and even in Catholicism, they do rank the sins. And I've never liked the way it was presented because I think it gets... Um, because you do so many, so much Hail Marys and whatnots, right? Yeah, no, it's not like that. That's what I I'm saying. I know nothing about Catholicism. <laughs> I know. So I, the idea is new to me. The idea is like, obviously, sin is sin, right? Like telling a lie is wrong and murder is wrong. But when you look at it in the scheme of society, or when you look at it as sin is something that separates you from God, then Catholics will say things like, well, lying separates you from God, but it doesn't shatter your soul like murdering somebody would. So the levels of sin are the consequence that you personally feel, not that it's any more or less repulsive to God. Or, or the consequence that's done to humans, the, the rest of okay. humanity. Um, but yes, but that it's all repulsive to God. So when you start ranking them like that, and again, I don't even... I don't want to say I don't believe it. I think it makes sense. I just don't want to present it as dogma, you know, as like, this is totally how it is. I'm just saying that's how it's thought of because we do tend to rank and say a murderer is worse than a liar, even though in God's eyes, it's not. It's human nature to do that, to say, well, that I've done this, but it's not as bad as what she did or what she said. Which is where we get the idea of toxic people. Yes, I'm a sinner. Sure, I need God, but I'm an average sinner. I only gossip a little or lie a little. I'm not like murdering people. But isn't that like a toxic trait? In and yes. of itself. Yes. <laughs> like a person who's comparing and yeah. always coming out better than others. Isn't that what toxic people do? Yes. <laughs> well, remember when I, so uh, Carla, funny story, I was driving and I, I forget where I was, but I was marking them safely. And I, I was behind a vehicle and on the back, I mean, covering their entire Jeep windshield, it said, shoot your local molester or something like that. Bull, I mean, it was out there. And, and that is what, like, to society, that's really bad. But what's really bad to a molester? Well, I'm a molester, but I wouldn't do. Blah, no, because that's one thing. They do that in prison. Yeah, They do. Everybody in prison, even high security prisoners, are all in there for something horrible and horrendous, right? But they will defend their own crime. They'll be like, well, yeah, you know, I 
stab somebody through the heart, but he he's a child molester. Like right. he's obviously way worse than me. And yeah. they will like pit against each other, right. even in prison where they're all in there for murder. Wasn't there a situation, Mandy, with you on Facebook once where I think it was with Jen Hatmaker where you were saying, oh, yeah. okay, but we have to love the molesters or we have to love these people who are the unlovable. Cause she was talking about what gay people okay. and LBGDQ. So Jen Hatmaker, I followed on Facebook for a while and I just happened to be online when she had just posted. Like it, it was, was fate. <laughs> it was one of those where it, oh, like no. I'm on my I'm on my phone and this new post pops up and it says just now. You know, time posted just now. So I was like the first of three famous last wow. <laughs> like three commenters. I just happened to jump in there. But her post started with to my gaybies, as in gay babies. You are so deeply loved and and cherished by God and you have a place in the church and we're so sorry for the way we've treated you. And it was just this like very long, very flattering love letter to gay people. And I said, you know, do you mean that like that people who are gay were created by God, like as, as humans that they have this really important, um, you know, uh, what's the word character in that they were created by God. And I said, and if so, when can we expect a nice love letter to child molesters? (laughs) (laughs) Was this like circa 2018 when she announced her support of, or she like pulled her previous. It was since then. I don't remember exactly when I got blocked, but I mean, ultimately she actually responded directly to me and said she was appalled that I would make that comparison. And I said, I mean, I make the comparison between one human and another human. I'm saying we're all humans and we all definitely have things that we need to work on and and need to bring into submission to God's will. But that doesn't mean that we're not deeply loved by God. Is that the message that you're trying to to convey? And (laughs) she was like, block. (laughs) She did block you? Yes. And then she went on her page and posted again and said to anyone who happened to see that, the woman has been blocked and I'm so sorry. And and I do welcome conversation, but if you're going to make such hers. hurtful comparisons, then you are disinvited from our party. Yep. 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 So you can scroll back to whenever it was. And I actually still see that post and she's talking about me. <laughs> well done, but well done. you made it. But the most tragic part about all of this, like, all of this self-esteem, you know, we just love you so much. God loves you too. You're just our babies. Everybody loves you. Like the most tragic part about that. And when it compares to the toxic word, the word that we throw around about toxicity or trash people, mm-hmm. the most damaging part about that is that it blinds us to our own need right. for a savior. That's, that's the part that I want people to talk about. Like when we start ranking sins, not yeah. because we want to re- realize just how much we deserve hell but because we want to justify ourselves by saying at least i'm not xyz person that i'm mad at you know that's when it's that's when it's really terrible and yeah that's when actually the person who's out to get the trash people or the toxic people is themselves a toxic person and that's the big you know tragic irony that i'm not sure they see it's kind of like it's kind of like those girls that you knew in high school who are like all the time posting about how they don't have time for drama you know you know the ones the ones that are involved in the most drama yes dm me dm me the ones who i don't want to talk about it but you can message me if you know time for this drama 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 was like the buzzword five or six years ago just oh no time for dramatic people and it's like girl you are the dramatic person right you're talking about it (laughs) 
What what question did you have about the Oh, I was just wondering meme. I was just wondering if that person was in favor of keeping around toxic people because the way I yeah. read it. Okay. Yeah. I was like that's what I said too. I was like, wait a minute, am I We're agreeing with this? I was like, wait a it minute. It was just total radio silence. <laughs> it threw us off. I was <laughs> expecting it to be something like, oh no, I can't believe she's saying that. It was like, oh wait a minute, no. She's right. Which, which by <laughs> the way, that just sets you apart. It sets all of us apart a little bit because how many times do people actually stop to think about what it is that's being said as opposed to just looking at who said it and deciding whether they right. agree on that alone or a key word like toxic. Yeah, forget toxic people. And it's like, no, no, that's not, well, or that's not what you said. Like you or I or anybody at this table could have seen the word toxic and gone, oh no, I disagree with this because I don't like the way that people throw that word around. But when I, when Marla actually read it, I was like, wait, hang on. That, that sounds right. Tabby, we actually had Marla read it twice. Oh God, now I don't feel <laughs> like, as bad. Wait a minute, wait a Cause minute. I read it a couple times and I was like, I think I agree. I was like, am I supposed? Am I supposed to? Yeah. Well, that's why I kept. That's why I kept reading. Like I read it the first time because I read the first part and I was like, okay, you know, classic, you know, blah blah blah. And then I was like, yeah, we'll see what the rest of it has to say. And I was like, what? And then I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, no, true. I'm. So I'm actually happy. I'm happy well, that happened. There's so many people who don't feel. I mean, let me read you another little something. I uh, <laughs> well, you're pulling that up. I have a question because what if you're Carla and you are related to someone you consider very toxic what what do you do when they are very manipulative love them um yeah but okay define that lady as she runs away from the microphone she yelled kids screaming so she went to get them but but what do you do how do you counsel that person that's like i my my i don't know i can't i don't want to use an example uh my uncle or my aunt will say that because my uncles and aunts are fabulous my aunt is a very she's a manipulator she's emotionally abusive she's a toxic person that if i'm around her a lot i i go to a bad place <laughs> ding, ding, dong. um there's a key this, at the door it's this is something again. that Everybody, everybody is going to deal with quote unquote toxic people. That's what I think we were setting up in the beginning. We all are technically toxic people. Right. We're all sinners. And some of my sins are probably draining on the rest of my family. Right. I know for a fact that my husband doesn't think I'm rainbows and unicorns all the time because I'm a sinner. <laughs> Let me tell you a story about Tabby getting sick for a few days and thinking like the end of the world is happening. <laughs> oh my gosh. I still don't, I'm still anxious that I'm not actually fully well. And every time I get a headache, I'm like, it's back. Let me tell you about tabby's anxiety about having to stay home for like a week and just like crawling the a walls. week and a half uh-huh. and she was acting like she was literally never gonna see daylight again <laughs> i wasn't <laughs> but see i can laugh at tabby's anxiety knowing full well that i have an insane amount of anxiety but other things that she laughs at me for Right. So that's my point is that if I was a different person or you were a different person, you could call me toxic or I could just as easily go home every Wednesday and be like, Megan is so toxic. We spend all day talking about why Megan thinks her baby is going to magically fall down the stairs for no reason. Like, oh, it's so draining. It puts me in a bad place. But we don't do that. We walk with one another. We talk to each other. We laugh at each other's anxieties and and basically sins. And we try to uh, become more Christ-like well, together. I think Megan, you're asking about people who are actively abusive and who are actually like not just people who have thin skin, but like somebody who who is a dangerous or an actually manipulative person. And to yes. me, rather than 
rather than lecturing the quote toxic person or rather than making all these memes about how abuse is wrong, which we all agree about, I would rather strengthen the person who feels like they can't be in the room with a toxic person without crumbling themselves. It's like, I, mm-hmm. I don't have this problem anymore. I don't, I'm just going to go right out there and say it. I know I get called toxic all the time, but I'd rather have people like parting in front of me when I walk through, you know, because they're just running from my toxicity than be the one who feels like she can't function because there's sin in the world. Like I would rather have a boot camp for women who are asking, how do I get, how do I make myself bully proof? Or how do I make myself um, strong enough that I can handle the fact that there are, you know, quote, toxic but people But I in the don't world. feel like anyone is asking that question. No one's saying, how can I fix myself? Nope. They want to <laughs> fix everyone else around them. And it drives me crazy. Because you know they're toxic. <laughs> <laughs> now, Carla, I want to take a break for just a moment and add a disclaimer that if you are involved or know somebody who's involved in a physically abusive relationship where people are physically getting hurt. Do contact someone, do get help, do get out of that house. Yeah. Wouldn't that be the same as training up those same people though? Because I've often been, um, my goodness. Right, but I want my children and and myself to be the ones that people call for help is what I'm saying. Like there has to be a person who's able and willing to go into that situation and basically lay down the law and be like, hey, person throwing punches, you're wrong, stop. You know, hey, person who's standing there like a punching bag, taking all the punches, that's not actually helping anything. Here's how you can actually be stronger. Here's how you can actually be, be like I am, where I enter into that situation as the referee, basically instead of always being the victim. And, and I know that, I know how that sounds. I know that there's this term now called victim blaming. It's like, well, you blame, you blame people for getting hurt. And it's like, no, I want to strengthen them so that they don't have to get hurt again. And I would love to do an entire podcast episode about this. Tabby has a great story about a time that a guy in college was harassing her and like basically trying to shame her into a relationship with him. And, um, and I think it's a great story. And I, but it would, we would need like a whole ep- episode for it. So yeah, yeah. Marla's asking to pause. Okay. We have two babies who are now on the breast and hopefully this keeps them happier. Well, she's going to still chat, but at least she's I'm not trying, yelling. But Simon keeps kicking the microphone. It's his thing. He likes to kick at whatever's near his feet. Um, all right. We're, we unpaused. And all I was saying while we were paused was that what we have is the same situation as the bullying topic. We're just not children anymore. We have bad people. They might even be actually abusive, actually manipulative of what Megan was talking about, even physically abusive, obviously horrible, sinful, bad things. But we also have a bunch of people on the other side who can't take anything. They can't take even the slightest offense because they weren't taught when they were children. They weren't taught that there's bullies in the world, that there's bad people in the world. And uh, right. if you don't, if you're not strong enough to take it, then yes, everybody's going to need to get blocked. Everyone. Right. And I've had that conversation. I've been talking about not blocking people on social media for years. I've been talking about the fact that I don't have the need to block people anymore because they always block me first. Mm-hmm. And I've had people ask, well, okay, but what about if you've got like small children in your home and you find out that a distant relative is, you know, a molester or, or um, you know, what about their date? What about those dangerous situations? And I've said, honestly, 
I have had some people in my circle who are dangerous individuals and they've ended up blocking me too because they're petrified that I'm going to take a screenshot, you know, or I'm going to, I'm going to share with the world something they actually said to me. Like I have found that the truth is such a powerful weapon that if I just let it be known that I will say what's true. If the truth is this guy's been hitting his wife or the truth is this guy's been looking at, you know, pornography or whatever, I will speak that truth. And, um, the evil likes the darkness. The evil cannot stand the fact that I'm going to bring something true to the light. And so I I honestly cannot remember the last time that I unfriended or blocked a person on any social media account. I have no fear of quote needing to, because the way that I approach, you know, interpersonal interactions like this is just, I make it very clear to everyone. I have no secrets. You are, what's, what's the first thing that an abusive person tells a kid? Oh, don't tell anyone. This is the secret. You can trust me. Don't tell anyone. Don't tell your mom. Don't tell your dad. And they'll be mad at you. And I tell everyone everything that I think is true. That's why I have a podcast because I have no <laughs> secrets. I put a microphone in front of my face and I say what I genuinely think is true. And there are times where, you know, I have to walk something back because I get more information later and find out it wasn't. But I have a policy that I do not sweep things under the rug. And for the most part, when you've got a person who knows that they are being sinful and abusive and toxic, you just make that the policy and they're the ones who want to have nothing to do with you, <laughs> which is why I say most often, very, very often, the people who are on social media saying toxic this and toxic that and trash person this and that, they tend to be the people who are causing a great deal of the issue. Mm-hmm. Well, but- they're also terrified of people like you. Yes. You are their, you are their greatest fear. You are the biggest Every toxic person. Yes. Water. Yes, and if toxicity means um, saying things that are true, if it means taking screenshots or recording conversations or or posting on a podcast because you know you really do think that the more people we can invite to the conversation, the better, then yeah, I'm toxic. I do all of those things. Yeah. In, in case you're wondering, I have a wonderful Instagram account that actually tells you how to identify toxic people. You have to read this. It's called the Power dot of dot self dot care you should go follow it it's say it again power to clap with each dot oh is that what it is yeah power power of self care mm. is the and power one word uh no it, like i said there's dots in between okay. i'm assuming because power of self-care was taken the power of self so i stumbled across this on instagram and it was like the whole tweet situation where at first i read it and was like what wait what so here you go how to identify toxic people Number one, they disagree with you. (laughs) Number two, they have interests and passions that don't center around you. How dare they? Number four, some people. number four? Sorry, number three. (laughs) They're labeled funny. Number three, (laughs) I can't count. I was homeschooled. Number four, they can't count. (laughs) Number four, they don't obey math. (laughs) Number three, some people find them more attractive than you. And number four, they use language that triggers you like hi and yogurt. (laughs) And so when I first read that, it actually took me until about that page where I was like, oh, this is satire. Yep. This is, this is really funny. And the whole account is just satire of, you know, self-care and loving yourself and toxic people. It's beautiful. Right. Which by the way, satire is almost always considered very toxic. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. 
So laughing, we're laughing. Yep. Laughing is against the rules of, isn't that interesting? Isn't it interesting that one of the fruits of the spirit is also joy. And yet anytime that you laugh, people are immediately offended. Like you must, you must be evil. That's well, very serious. Other people who also are joyful in the Lord usually <laughs> laugh with you. Right. But, but why is that the one that's overlooked? Why are, why are we supposed to be compassionate and loving and kind? But when we're joyful, it's like, how dare you? How dare you laugh at things? You know why? I'm bringing it up. You know why? So, um, I have something else I could read yes. if we've got time. Go for okay. it. So, um, this is a, uh, it's by, I won't say who it's by. Anyways, um, <laughs> n- nobody we know here. Anyways, so when, okay, when someone is not meant for you, the universe will trigger them to mess up, like hurt you or disappoint you until you get the message to release them. Ooh. That's Doesn't very that new agey of them to post that. Very chakra, which is part of the name of the person that shared it. I just, a, a friend of mine shared it and I, I messaged her and I just said, but that takes the responsibility away from the person. When you say that the universe is telling someone to, for you to do something bad to someone else. Yeah. How could they help it? Then they can't help it. Right. That doesn't make them a bad person. Right. It makes them the universe's puppet. Right. So I just, that whole thing was just a mess. I feel like this is an example of one of those memes where you read it once, it might kind of sound good enough to share, but then if you really keep reading it and thinking about it, it's like, well, and people not want, that, not good enough for me to share because I don't agree with this. This is what we're talking about. People <laughs> feel like they need a reason to, they need a reason to cut people off, which is why we do need to do an entire podcast episode on my, on my uh, philosophy of blocking and, and how many times I've yelled at Tabby for not getting me involved when she had the boy at college. It's like, oh, I could have shown you. I could have shown you. But like people really want an excuse for being able to cut a person off instead of learning how to be, how to rise above it and actually use it as a way of strengthening. Because um, when you go to the gym, you add weights in order to get stronger. And when you're, when you're dealing with relationships, you add struggle and you add stress and trials in order to get in order to strengthen those relationships too but a lot of people just are looking for a reason to put down the weight altogether mm-hmm. because it's hard mm-hmm. and they don't want to have to keep pumping that iron they don't feel like it now to take your analogy a little bit farther and to say carla if you're feeling triggered by this don't worry because i used to be the person that would not block people but i would hide their posts because i felt them to be triggering uh, i've come a long way carla <laughs> but i my excuse was I do not have the emotional capacity to be reading their stuff right now. Right. But then the more I thought about it, I'm like, if I don't have the emotional capacity to be reading their stuff right now, I probably shouldn't be on social media, period, at the moment. <laughs> if I really, truly feel like I need a place of rest yeah, mm. in between my lifting weights set, well, yeah, and there's truth then to I that. need to get, step away for a minute so there's I can rest. There's truth to the idea that you do need to rest sometimes. Like there mm-hmm. was truth to the idea that you didn't have the emotional capacity mm-hmm. In that moment. Same with the mother's or the April Fool's prank with uh, we're pregnant, but JK, we're not. Yeah. When people are like, oh, I can't handle that right now. Okay. There's- then step away. It's up for you to right. step away. And kudos to you for recognizing that you didn't, that you didn't handle it well, or that you're really struggling with whatever emotional response you're having. Like kudos mm-hmm. to you for being introspective and kind of going, yeah, this is not feeling very good. But how are you ever going to develop the emotional capacity to handle that stuff? And if not us, then who? Because who do right. we end up leaving on social media to, to respond to this stuff? 
Our grandmas. <laughs> Just agreeable, brown, yes. nosy. Mm-hmm. The yes women. Patting you on the back, sort of keep yes. doing what you're doing. You're just going to get more and more of the same of that response when everybody on social media is cheering for the people posting that stuff. And so, yeah, you talk about the universe. Oh, the universe brought this into your life or brought that. Whoa. The pictures are flying off the walls, Carla. <laughs> My nephew about threw a picture frame across the room. Um <laughs> When, when you start, you know, bringing a new age spin to your ideas, it can maybe make you feel like there's wisdom there and maybe this is a good thing. But the actual results, the fruit of that are thin-skinned people with no emotional capacity for any sort of disagreement. True. Again, there's truth there, but there's there's also no plan for making that a different outcome. Nobody, is, nobody has any plans to strengthen or grow. Um, and instead of seeing this as a weakness, which is what it is to say, I don't have the emotional capacity for this is actually saying I have this weakness, which again, kudos for identifying a weakness, but instead of going, I need to practice, I need to fix this or work on this. It's, it's your fault. Mm-hmm. You posted this thing that I'm not weak enough to handle, so stop if, posting. If you just never commented under my stuff, right. this is my wall, Mandy. Right. I didn't ask you Boundaries. to come to my wall. <laughs> oh, All gosh. I did was post it to the public, but I didn't actually think that you would disagree with right. me. <laughs> right. I think it would be good to give Carla a few tips of how to handle when, like when someone, if we feel like someone's being toxic towards us, what are some things that we can do to identify what we're going, you know, how to, how to work through it. Someone's make somebody said something that made us feel some type of way. Like how can we work through that and and truly differentiate between, well, is this person truly being toxic? Right. Let's do, we're very close to the end of this one. Let's do a boot, let's do a boot camp episode uh, later on today, if we can, or very soon in the very near future where we can talk specifics. I would really like Tabby to share her testimony on this subject because uh. that was a toxic <laughs> dude. Like, I don't want to say that there's no such thing as people who are abusive or who do really creepy, weird, who aren't human, evil things. Like, right. Um, don't worry. It's written on my, we will not forget. Carl. We will talk about this. Oh, but you just, can't forget this story. Real quick to summarize <laughs> today's points. I would just say, I guess step one would be um, you first. The, Jesus talks about looking at the log in your own eye before you try to examine the speck in another person's. It, start with yourself. And if you need to take days or even weeks to go, okay, am I too weak for this situation? And yes. is that a me thing? Do it. You know, start with you and and beg God for that wisdom and that um, that clarity of thought yes. where you can be honest about your own heart. And, and David wrote, you know, search me, God. That is a painful process. There are times where <laughs> you realize that, you know, the toxic person, even if they are toxic, it's still also you who has some work to do. So, yep. so start there. Um, and then secondarily, if you decide, if you discover that, you know, yes, this other person really is maybe even a criminal, you know, maybe they're really going so far out of their way that they're doing stuff that's dead wrong. Um, by the time you have worked on your own log, you will actually have better things to share with that person about their spec. And so from there, you can maybe try asking questions, you know, but, um, but like I said, be aware and make sure everybody's aware that you're going to bring things to the light and you're going to talk openly. There are no secrets. There are no, no private messages. I do not do private messages with anybody about serious issues like this. Um, and, and 
that is just because I think that if it's important enough for you to come to me about it, we should have witnesses. You yeah. don't get to corner me in a back alley somewhere to talk about this, you know, <laughs> yeah. because I have nothing to hide. And if you do have something to hide, that's basically you admitting that there's a problem here yeah. and it's not me. So yep. that's just two things that I would say for the end of this yeah, episode. Um, but yes, let's definitely talk about this in more depth later because how to handle internet bullies as an adult is like so in my wheelhouse. So, so <laughs> relevant too. So I think our... Music is going to come in. See ya. And we're going to go out. Bye. <laughs> Bye, Carla. Thanks for joining us for Just Because I Love You Day. You can find us on Facebook when you search Just Because I Love You Podcast or on MeWe in the group Four Sisters Birth and Motherhood Counseling and Instagram at Four Sisters One Savior. Those are numerals, not words. Four Sisters One Savior. See you next time. <laughs>